Welcome back to the Unexpected Story Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Edwards, and for today's episode, I have Nikolai Knox here with me. Nikolai shares his journey of addiction that began when he was 13 years old. He shares what he learned about addiction, about true freedom in Christ, and how God became personal to him through this journey. Here's my conversation with Nikolai. Thanks for joining me today, Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Um, so Nikolai went through Team Challenge two mm-hmm. years ago, a year-long program mm-hmm. um, to come out of addiction. That's right. So tell us a little bit about Team Challenge. Yeah, so uh, Team Challenge, it's a year-long program, uh, eight months at our center and then four months at our Hope House. Um, but what we are is that we're an evangelistic discipleship program uh, where guys come in um, struggling with issues. It could be addiction. Uh, it could be any life-controlling issue um, that they were going through because we, uh, we don't like to classify the guys coming in as they have addiction. Mm-hmm. It's more of um, whatever they are struggling with, something that's uh, taken a hold of their life and something that they need help with. And so uh, it's a year-long program, um, and the guys come in. It's very structured. Um, The guys have to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning. Um, Right when they wake up, they have to shower. Um, And then after they wake up, they go downstairs to pray in our chapel. And then after that, they um, read their Bible for about 20, 30 minutes. Um, And so by then, it's around 7, 7.30. And then they eat. And then after that, they uh, get ready for their day. And we have a thrift store that we have. It's uh, one of our enterprises. Um, that helps raise money for the program. Um, and so the guys work from 9 to 10 um, until 5 p.m. Um, so they work um, all day here um, at our thrift store. But afterwards, um, we have class, and then we also have chapel that um, the guys can go to that um, just helps them out spiritually. Um, the class helps them learn about how to live as a Christian. Um, and it that's just uh, what I went through for about eight months. And then the last four months, um, I started interning at this program. Yeah. So you came to Teen Challenge in 22? 2022. 2022. Mm-hmm. So what led you to Teen Challenge? Yeah, gosh, so what led me to Teen Challenge? Um, I, was, uh, I was definitely struggling. Um, I was in a, I was, so I was 18. Um, I was in high school. I was in my senior year of high school. Um, and, you know, for throughout my whole high school experience, um, I dabbled with um, pills um, and alcohol. Um, and that's something that lasted for a few, year, few years um, while I was in high school. And so that led me down a lot of bad decisions. It led me to uh, just a, a darker path. Um, you know, I was, I was stuck in addiction. <laughs> I was, uh, um, I ended up getting arrested a few times for stealing. Um, I ended up getting arrested for just all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and right when I turned 18 in my senior year is when um, life started catching up with me. Uh, you know, I, start, I got arrested at, uh, at Walmart actually for just, I was, uh, you know, I had, you know, drinking some drinks and you know I was under the influence and I was just making a ton of bad decisions and um, I was 18 and so right around then is when um, you know I I first you know something got on my record Um, I was no longer had a clean record and um, I was in the system for the bad decisions that I was making Mm -hmm. Um, and so just those years of addiction you know for the last four or five years um, started when I was 13 um, just those years, you know, caught up with me. And so my parents, I was in jail and, you know, it really worried them that I was in jail because, you know, their baby boy that's in high school is, you know, in big boy jail. It's not, you know, you're, you mess up when you're 16 or you mess up when you're 14 and, um, you know, you just go to juvenile. This was, I was in jail with convicts, with felons, um, and it wasn't a good place to be. And so, you know, I'd, I'd put my parents through, um, you know, a lot with the decisions that I was making. And so um, my mom, she was on Facebook, 
and she was just scrolling through her feed and she saw a testimony of this guy um, he was just giving his testimony, um, you know, and he, he had graduated Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, it wasn't this one in Memphis specifically, um, but it was um, just, you know, Teen Challenge is uh, all over the USA. So I actually don't know which Teen Challenge it was, um, but it was a testimony of how um, God had freed him from his addiction and how he was living this new life. And so my mom, um, you know, God must have spoken to her. Um, you know, and so she looked it up. She looked up Teen Challenge, and we live in um, Middle Tennessee, um, Spring Hill. And so there was one in uh, Clarksville, and then there was one in Memphis. And so after I had gotten out of jail, um, this was around Christmas time. This was around December, right when I turned 18. Um, and granted, this wasn't the only thing I got arrested for. I got arrested four, three or four times, um, just in the span of two to three months. Um, this is kind of it was all accumulating up to, you know, this moment. So my mom, she looked up Teen Challenge, and it was the one in Memphis. So when I got out of jail, it was, I think, December 24th. So it was like the day before Christmas. Um, and my parents, I got back, and they said, um, they sat me down. Um, it was a real emotional moment because, you know, they didn't know what to do with me. And so they, they gave me two options. Um, they said, you know, Nikolai, you can either, um, you can go to this year-long program, Adult and Teen Challenge of Memphis, um, or you can um, not live here anymore. And so, you know, I had previously had a job, um, but I got, I didn't get fired from this job, but when I got arrested, I wasn't going to work anymore. <laughs> um, and so I didn't know what my job looked like, and, um, you know, I wasn't going to high school because I was in jail. And so I had all these things running through my head when I was thinking about, well, what do I do? Um, and so this was a very low um, moment in my life where I was like, you know, what do I want to do with my life? Um, where do I want to go? And so um, I ended up, you know, telling them, hey, let's, uh, let's do this year-long program. Um, I didn't know what that looked like. I was like, there, you know, you go on the website and it talks about all these things that the program offers, you know, offers um, freedom from addiction, it offers life skills, it offers, um, you know, financial skills, you know, all these things. I'm like, yeah, these would be useful in life. And most and most importantly, I want to be free from, you know, the lifestyle that I was living. So uh, we, um, this was the day before Christmas. And so we didn't go um, the next day, but we did go um, the next week. Um, so we actually ended up going um, to some to my grandparents' house all the way in Minneapolis. Um, and so it was just a very, um, you know, the time where I decided to go until, so it was about a week period, and I ended up, um, you know, I was like, well, I want to change, you know, but I wasn't in the program yet. So even after I got out of jail, even after, um, you know, I'd made all these poor decisions, even when I got out, I uh, started drinking, like, just three or four days afterwards, you know, there was an accessible um, liquor at my grandparents' house. And I was like, you know, hey, like, what the heck? I'm, I'm going to be leaving. This is a year-long program. And so it's just things that, you know, weren't really processing in my mind as I have a problem mm -hmm. and this is something I need help with. And it also goes to show that um, I couldn't have gotten um, free from alcohol and drugs if I wouldn't have been in this program. And so that was kind of that defining moment for, um, you know, wanting to change. And so, yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So you decided to do the year-long challenge. I did. A teen challenge in Memphis. Mm -hmm. And how is that journey for you? It, it's been a long one. Um, it started in 2022 in January, at the very beginning of January. Um, and it's still going to this day. Um, at the beginning of this January, but now we're in 2024. Um, so it's uh, we've come full, full circle um, two years, um, oh, just about two years, you know, now more than two years um, that this journey has been. Um, it's been a, it's been an emotional roller coaster um, with my parents and what I put them through, and um, just them being able to see um, what the program's done. Um, its power, its, its testimony. Um, so at the very beginning of my journey, 
um, right when going through the doors of Teen Challenge. Um, you know, I didn't know what, you know, freedom from addiction looked like. I didn't know, you know, what the heck, how the heck this program could change my life. Um, and so I was really looking at more at the program um, aspect. And one of the first things that um, going into the door and in the program is that um, everyone's got to call each other brother. Mm. Um, so um, the students in the program uh, call me Brother Nikolai. Um, and I had to call another student Brother This. And so, um, you know, and for example, Sister Kayla, um, or um, just whenever you're talking to anybody, um, you had to call them by brother, sister, reverend, pastor. And so it was a really um, formal way to kind of introduce me to what this program was going to look like, um, what its structure is. And so it's a um, faith-based program. Um, And so going in, I uh, thought that I was going to be able to watch TV. I was going to be able to have a phone maybe even. Um, I thought I was going to have fun. Um, cause I, I didn't know what, what it was. Um, you know, I, I thought surely, you know, as an adult that, um, well, at least being 18, I thought surely like they would give us freedom. Like they would give us rights that, you know, we would just go to class, whatever these classes were. Um, and then it was completely opposite of what I expected. Um, you know, that there's class in the morning and you have to be on time and on time is, um, five minutes early to um, being on time. So if you're, if say it's um, class starts at seven and you were there at 6.56, you were late, even though you're early, but being on time is being five minutes early, (laughs) if that even makes sense. Yeah. Um, But just small rules like that. Um, The rule book is at least 20 pages long um, and there are at least um, a ton of rules. Um, and so I, you know, wasn't expecting this program for what it was. And so our classes, um, you know, being introduced to the program, it being faith-based, um, when I got into class, there were these books. Um, and it starts with, um, how do I know I'm Christian? Um, and then there's other books like how to deal with temptation, um, obedience to man, obedience to God. Um, and so I was looking at all this and I was realizing like this isn't um, what I thought it was gonna these classes aren't like 12 steps like you know I'm just gonna um, follow these steps and I will be good you know like I thought I was gonna learn these life skills that just eventually led to um, good decisions that wasn't drugs and alcohol Um, but what the program introduced was um, the faith aspect Um, Something that kind of took me off guard, but something that I was also um, really needing. Like, before I even went in, I was, like, you know, asking God, you know, hey, um, hey, God, like, can you help me with this addiction? I don't want to live like this anymore. And so I'd grown grown up in a Christian family um, with my mom and dad, and I went to church every Sunday. And so I was familiar with God. I was familiar with Jesus. You know, he died on the cross. He rose again. Um, but I had no idea what that looked like, um, how to live that, or even that you could live it. I just thought that you believe in it, and that's it. I just thought faith was, there's a God up in the sky, and, um, you know, he, do, he doesn't really care what I do. You know, I can do what I want. Um, and that was that um, mindset that, you know, got me <laughs> in where I was in the first place. Um, and so, one... At the very beginning, um, one of our center directors, his name is uh, Anatole Williams. Um, he uh, he came, you know, I came into his office um, and he was asking me, you know, uh, who I was, um, what brought me to Teen Challenge, um, what was I struggling with, um, and he was like, you know, um, the only way that you can um, be free from this addiction is if um, you follow the Lord, is if you accept Jesus into your heart. Um, and I was like, okay, that's something that I want. Um, and so this was kind of when my mindset changed from um, just a God up in the sky to um, Jesus being personal and being able to um, really be with us and like help us in our addiction and, and free us from our addiction. 
Um, and so, you know, I was in his office. I was with another um, brother in the program. And so we were both together. It was just um, us and him. And he said, um, he went through the prayer with us. And he said, you know, do you, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that he rose from the dead? Um, and I was like, yes, yes. And then um, he was like, okay, now, um, do you surrender to him? Do you, um, you know, give your life and, um, you know, will you obey him? Um, and then if you do this, he will come into your heart and, you know, change your life. And I was like, uh, it, it sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> so I, I prayed the prayer with him. We prayed it out loud. We did the, um, I think it's called the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did that. And um, from that moment, I was like, okay, I really want to do better. And um, for me, that looked like um, doing what the program was you know guiding me towards which was read my bible you know in the morning we have to wake up we have to pray you know we have to read our bible and and so you know i think you know that was just two or three days into the program and starting from there it was a great start to the program because i was looking towards god as um as my savior as who could um help me and so you know, one of our verses at Teen Challenge is Second Corinthians five seventeen, um, which is, "If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is past; behold, the new has come." And um, that's kind of what, you know, it didn't seem like it. it. Didn't seem like you know I was a new creation. You know, in that moment, you know, believing and trusting in God and um, repenting of my sins. You know, I didn't, um, I didn't see that initially, um, but. The Lord worked in me. It was very, it's kind of a slow process and it, it was hard to see it at the time. Um, but it, it now that I'm two years um, after the, well, one year after the program, um, but being two years in the program is now something that I've seen as, wow, the Lord, you know, was really in my heart and he was really, um, you know, leading me to um, him. Um, and, you know, when we are a new creation, he um, creates in us a new heart. Um, we are no longer, you know, drug addicts. And um, Teen Challenge, its reputation um, with Dave Wilkerson, um, who founded the program, um, for those who know Teen Challenge, you know, he, it was in New York, um, and it was these kids struggling with drugs. Um, you know, and there was Nikki Cruz, and then there was Dave Wilkerson, and um, Dave Wilkerson really wanted to help these kids. They were on trial to go to jail. And that is when the program started because, you know, um, he had a heart for the kids struggling with addiction. He knew that um, they had a hope for a future. You know, he knew that, you know, they were just um, kids and that Christ could change them. You know, he knew that if these kids could just hear, you know, Jesus or if they could just hear the gospel message that, um, you know, that would radically transform their lives. And so that is what the program is founded on, is that evangelistic um, discipleship um, aspect of it that really um, the goal of the program is not to, um, you know, kind of tell you when to wake up, what to do, but it's really to um, disciple each other as um, in Christ. Um, And so that's why, you know, every, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday we have chapel services where... Um, people outside the program come in. Um, you know, there's a message for the guys. They, there's a whole sermon, um, and even they'll pray for the guys, um, support them, and really guide them and teach them in, um, in Christ and, you know, the Bible. And then we go to church on Sunday um, and Wednesday. Um, Wednesday is one of those days um, where, you know, the program is really saturating you with the gospel and with that message and that Christ loves you and that you are a new creation. Um, and so that is really what the program looked for me. You know, I, I said um, in the beginning, you know, we go and we have our thrift store and we also have car wash. Um, and that as long as it's not 40 degrees, it's um, it's eligible. You can go out and do car wash. And so it's, it's really tough on the guys um, from Monday through Friday and Saturday um, to work every day and to be on the car wash every day. And so um, you, it's really easy to get focused on the aspect of the program where you're working um, 
you know, and that aspect is hard, but one of the things about the program um, when I was going through it, even when I was going through work, even when I was uh, on car wash, um, was that, you know, now that I have this new life in Christ, what does that look like? And, um, you know, when you're reading the Bible and you're like, well, and you have the aspect of, you know, what addiction has done to your life, whatever life-controlling issue had taken a hold of you or that, you know, you were living in, um, how that impacted you. And so when you look at the Bible and it says things like, uh, um, do not obey the flesh, but um, be slaves to righteousness, right, righteousness um, and obey the Lord, um, submit to him, resist the devil, flee, and he will flee from you. Um, and you're like, okay. And so when we look at you know, whatever we were doing, whether we were doing drugs or alcohol or whatever it was, um, we can look that, look at that and we can replace alcohol, we can replace pills, we can replace temptation, or we can even categorize that as temptation and we can be like, this is what the Lord says to do whenever we're tempted, whenever um, we are tempted to obey our flesh, whenever we sin even, um, and what that looks like and how to live like that. And so that was one of the things that um, I was focused um, in while I was there was what does this look like and how do I follow that? And um, with just that foundation, um, you know, that impacts your whole life. That impacts um, the decisions you make. That impacts um, how you live. That impacts who you talk to. Um, and so that's, that's really the journey of you know, sanctification, you know, the process of, um, of that was basically my, my teen challenge journey. Um, and, you know, I look back at it and I see, um, you know, the people that came in and, you know, the work and I can, you can look at the program aspect and, you know, a lot of guys, they may come in and they may just see that. Um, but what's deeper about it and what makes it, you know, adult and teen challenge is that aspect of, um, it being faith-based and it um, guiding you towards that life of freedom, being a new creation. Because um, without that, you know, there is no freedom. Yeah. You know, without that, you know, there is no program. You know, you can go through the entire program, and if you don't have that faith aspect, you know, you're just, you know, you haven't been renewed. You're still living in sin. You know, you're still um, a child of wrath, <laughs> as yep. it says. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. There's so many thoughts running through my head. Um, one thing that I thought of when you were talking about, you thought you were going to come here and just watch TV and mm -hmm. just kind of have some freedom here. Yeah. But the cost to truly become free cost a lot of work. Right. You had to put in a lot of work, a, a lot, lot of rules, of a lot of mm -hmm. discipline and kind of guardrails around your life and your decisions yeah. to have true freedom. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that's such a cool um, thought. Mm. that freedom is work yeah freedom is work and uh it's not easy because god you know picks out our hearts you know and um uh, a majority of the time it's what you know we don't want to deal with it's a, a majority of the time what brought us into the program was what we'd been avoiding our whole life you know whether that was insecurity whether that was um fear whether that was anxiety um you know it can really push someone towards um drugs you know like you know, say, you know, for example, I was, uh, you know, I kind of had a lot of social anxiety um, before the program. And um, when I was hanging out with friends, um, you know, I had discovered that alcohol made you um, more socially, um, you know, free. And so I was like, that was one of the things where, you know, I was just like, well, I don't feel like I want to feel better. Um, there was that aspect, but it was deeper than that. It was that um, insecurity. And you can even go deeper into that and be like, well, where does that insecurity come from? Um, and that's where, um, you know, once you really go deep, that's where Christ is. And that's where he tells us, you know, we are um, his creations. We are um, his children. Um, and so from that aspect, then you can move and be like, okay, I no, no one can judge me. No one can, you know, tell me who I am except God. And so, you know, that's kind of what the program teaches is that aspect, you know, what drives us to that. Yeah, you talk even about alcohol, you know, mm -hmm. it gave you that social freedom. I love that you use that word because mm -hmm. it's the deception of these things that we turn to um, to find this 
you know, kind of facade of freedom. Hmm. Um, but true freedom is found in the Lord. So yes. I love how you can even see the things, the heart mm-hmm. motive of why you turn to those, yeah. whether it's alcohol or mm-hmm. um, drugs or whatever, yeah. turning to those things to find mm-hmm. the true freedom that's only found in Christ. Yeah. That's so cool that you've been able to like connect all those dots mm-hmm. through this program. Yeah. And that really wasn't even me. That was um, that we have our books and our class in the morning is one of the things that uh, teaches on is the heart issue. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's that Christian perspective of um, what is in our heart. And so just things like that um, really helped me. Yeah. Another thing you talked about was growing up in a Christian home, mm. how you were familiar with the Lord, mm. but he wasn't personal. Right. Um, I know I kind of went through that in my own journey as well. Kind of, yeah. I grew up in a Christian home as well, so I mm. knew the things of the Lord. Yeah. I knew all the church answers, but that's right. <laughs> a personal relationship with Jesus is very, very different yes. um, than knowing things about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so how have you seen your uh, relationship with Jesus become more personal um, as a friend more than just yeah. you know, the God in the sky, as you said? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, for me, um, what that you know, what that personal aspect looked like um, was prayer. Um, you know, whenever I would ask God, whenever I would pray to Him, I would you know, I was looking for um, answers. I was looking for um, you know, God to move, and so that was something I was kind of new to. Um, you know, realizing that we're not alone. Um, in this world, we're not alone in the um, in feeling alone. We're not alone in feeling alone. He's with us, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that, and being able to um, pray to God and ask Him, "Hey, you know, Lord, you know, whenever I was feeling worried, whenever um, I was searching or seeking for answers, I would pray to God and I would ask, Lord, you know, reveal this to me." Um, and that was a very deeply personal. Um, aspect of my faith that um, still continues to guide me and um, motivate me to this day. Um, and also the other personal aspect um, is his word. Um, just being able to, you know, when I was praying, you know, sometimes the Lord may not speak directly to us. Um, he can speak through people and situations and things can happen. Um, but one main way that he talks to us is through his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, um, I would be reading his word at night. You know, when there was time, I would be like, you know, Lord, what does your word say? Um, and that was definitely, um, you know, living by that is another personal way that helped me out a lot. That's so, so cool. Um, and then another thing you talked about, creation, mm-hmm. becoming a new creation new is creation. a slow process. It is. Sanctification is not an overnight journey. That's right. Like we wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk about that. Yeah. Did you get discouraged at times when you yes. weren't seeing the progress Definitely. occur as quick as you would like? Definitely. Um, you know, I still struggled with um, tempting thoughts, you know, going through the program. I still struggled with a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of fear of the future. Um, and in that, I couldn't really see um, or really, you know, you know, believe in God when I was kind of consumed in my feelings. I was like, well, you know, I feel this way. Um, you know, where is the Lord? And, you know, you'll, you know, and you're like, well, if the Lord has freed me, then why, um, why is this happening? Why am I still being tempted? Why do I still sin? Um, and one of the things that, you know, being Christian is suddenly, um, you know, before out, out there you were sinning, you didn't really care. And now, you know, once you trusted in God and once you believe in him, when you sin, you're like, you know, you're heartbroken. You're like, I just sinned against God. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sad that, you know, this is happening. I'm not, I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in those moments, um, you know, when, you know, Christ says we're a new creation, but you know, we just had a thought of um, wanting to use, or we just had a thought of um, thinking, wow, alcohol would be really good in this moment. Um, And at the very beginning stages of the program, that is one thing that um, is really hard um, to go through, because you're still, you know, your mind hasn't been renewed. You haven't, um, you haven't really learned too much about the truth to be like, apply it. You didn't, you don't know that, What's a good example? Um, 
you know, just that shift in perspective. And, you know, James 1, it says, uh, be joyful when trials and temptations come your way. Um, and so a lot of, you know, without knowing that, you could look at a trial and be like, this sucks. You know, God, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. why is this happening mm-hmm. to me? Um, and so it's, it's hard, which is why, um, you know, sanctification involves a lot of prayer. It involves a lot of um, being in the Word to, to discover, like, you know, Christ is with us. Christ um, wants us to look at it this way. Christ says that we're free. Um, so when we don't feel like that, we can um, we can uh, trust in His Word that it is so. And um, believing in that and trusting in that um, brings a lot of power, you know, because His Word is living and active. It is true. And so it, it holds a lot of weight um, when um, going through that, through these yeah. trials. I love it. Mm-hmm. So through this process, through your personal journey, mm-hmm. what would you say you've learned about addiction? What have I learned about addiction? Um, that it can happen to anybody. Um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting my life. So my, my life is very just a whole whirlwind. You know, up until I was little, I was a, I was a real rascal when I was little. Um, always getting into trouble, always had some sort of behavior um, issues. Um, and so, one thing I didn't realize um, when I was 13 was that by introducing myself to um, first, it was nicotine. You know, I was like, "Hey, like, this feels good." You know, and in the moment, you're like, "This feels good." You know, this is harmless. You know, in the moment, didn't. It didn't harm me. It helped me. It benefited me. It made me feel good, um, and and not being able to see that, um, depending on the situation or the circumstance, um, like for example, I was 13. I wasn't supposed to have nicotine, um, and so being introduced to that, I was like not thinking like, hey, this would become a nicotine addiction. You know, they say nicotine is addictive, um, and for not being you know, ever, you know, introduced to addiction and, you know, none of my family um, had any issues with addiction. Um, I was adopted, so I don't know if that, if there's some, like, you know, struggle before, like, of my actual family, like, biologically speaking, um, if there were any strongholds in that aspect, but I didn't grow around um, an addiction, um, an addiction, like, household. Um, And so seeing, um, you know, these things like nicotine and alcohol at, at the very beginning, I was like, not knowing that this could lead to addiction. And so, um, you know, cause once I got that first rush, I was like, Hey, I want this again. And then suddenly I wasn't even thinking that it was an addiction. It was just suddenly something that, um, was good and that I wanted over and over and over again, which is addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and addiction has, it's such a, like a, harmful it's such a harsh word um but in the moment addiction is just simply something that um you know that makes you feel good and so for me I didn't even you know when I was you know vaping and you know addicted to nicotine I wasn't even thinking that I was addicted to nicotine it it was something that initially started as something innocent and then later on it suddenly it gripped me you know I I couldn't stop I couldn't you know like I wanted to quit, and now all of a sudden my mind is thinking about the next time mm-hmm. um, I could get some nicotine and alcohol. I was thinking, always thinking of, like, the next time I could feel good. Um, and I didn't have enough sense, um, being in my younger years, um, to be like, this is bad. This is going to lead to an alcohol addiction. Um, this is going to lead to something that um, make me make a lot of poor choices and... Um, really affect my future life um that was something i couldn't see when i was um, in middle school and high school i couldn't see what life looked like out of high school because my whole life was middle school and high school Mm, (laughs) and so i'm not thinking about my adulthood i'm not thinking about college i'm not thinking about my future i'm thinking about the moment and i'm thinking about um what's in that moment how much fun or how much um what can I do in this moment that will benefit me? And um, that kind of lifestyle, that kind of uh, way of thinking um, is what led me to addiction and a life-controlling issue that I couldn't um, stop, Mm. you know. And 
that's what led me to jail and <laughs> a lot of bad things. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, good thing. Yeah. Which is Teen Challenge. For sure. Me meeting the Lord. That's the ultimate good thing. Yeah. Is knowing the Lord. Right. So on the flip side of addiction, what would you say you've learned about freedom? What I've learned about freedom? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I had to think about that. What have I learned about freedom? Freedom feels really good. Um, it Freedom is something that, you know, what I learned about freedom is when I was gripped with, you know, the lifestyle that, you know, ended up really harming me and causing a lot of emotional issues, a lot of uh, depression, a lot of, um, you know, despair of like, you know, this sucks, you know, later on, you know, initially I was like, this is great. But then the end is like, not good. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. feel like crap. Mm-hmm. And so with that stronghold um, that was in my life, um, freedom for me um, really felt like letting go something that um, something that wasn't holding me down anymore. Um, you know, it's a great feeling to not be held down by what once held you down that um, all these possibilities that you know where life wasn't um, you weren't able to do life because you were um, addicted to um, alcohol or you weren't able to keep a job because you were addicted to um, drugs or you couldn't pass a drug test well now um, now that you are free from that um, it opens so many doors it opens um, life is just like you know it's ahead of you and it's something where you can freedom is you can look ahead and be like you know i'm free nothing is holding me back um and especially um with christ being able to um have our identity and in christ i'm free you know like um you know even people that don't struggle with addiction or even people that um you know may not have ever like they don't drink um, or they don't do drugs you know Um, even something like just you know you know because all Christians and we all sin um, you know and the foundation of Christ is that we are um, dead to sin and alive to God and that freedom really helps you move forward with um, the ultimate goal that Christ you know died he died for our sins and um, with that um, we have eternal life, and um, we can bring glory to God and do good works through our, our new life. And so what freedom looks like is living that life, is living the life that um, Jesus lived, that he's called us to live. And, um, yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're on staff at Teen Challenge. I am. Is that correct? Yes. So now you've been free through Team Talent, and now you're able to work yes. with other people and help them also become mm-hmm. free. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – so the um, first eight months of the program, you have the opportunity. Um, I think after six months, they give you an opportunity to uh, come on a staff or intern. And so what that looks like is that you intern for the remaining four months of your program in order to become a – become staff for the next year. Um, and the staff, it's a year-long commitment. Um, and there's a bunch of positions um, available. You can be a direct care staff, um, which is where you are an advisee, um, where you a student in the program and you um, guide that student. You give them coursework. You give them a book to read. Um, you sit down with them weekly and ask them how they're doing. Um, it gives you a chance to um, really get into their personal lives and um, connect with them and where they've been. And, you know, especially in being a staff member, you have that advantage of being free. And so you can, um, you know, we're not licensed counts- counselors, but we are, um, we are free. You know, we have, you know, tasted the freedom. And so we can um, connect and we can um, guide that person that is struggling. And so there's direct care staff. Um, you know, there is, you could be a, um, I work in the, our stewardship office, um, which is more the financial side. Um, but what that is, is that you are um, working towards the fundraisers. Um, we have annual um, 
uh, dinners where we raise money for our program, where uh, you know donors that uh, support our program, uh, they support our program, and you know we have dinners where they come, and so yeah, that's our office, and we also have our thrift store. Um, where we raise money for the program. And so there's, there's all these different um, positions available. And so it's just it's an eye-opening experience being on staff. Um, after a year of the program, um, I graduated January of 2023, and then for a full year until January 2024, that was my official year. Um, and you can renew that contract um, you can just stay on really as long as you want, um, which is really what they want. They, you know, of course they want you to move on, uh, but they do, um, you know, there's not a time limit of, um, you know, where the staff members um, are being led to. Um, and so it's, uh, it's very fulfilling work. Um, just, being, just being in this environment um, with the guys has really helped, um, is given a lot of perspe- perspective too on, on, what how we can help them and what that looks like after the program so it's been um it's been a journey yeah yeah um you kind of touched on this earlier talking about just the practicality of Mm -hmm. moving forward um you know becoming free in Mm -hmm. jesus yeah but then when you do have those thoughts kind of taking those thoughts captive and putting scripture in that place right um how would you say you know moving forward you've completed the program Mm -hmm. You're on staff, but you're, you know, not really in those rules as much yeah. anymore. How would you say you're trying to stay, you know, close to the Lord and staying, you know, on guard against mm-hmm. addiction yeah. moving forward? Yeah, the uh, the struggle is really real, <laughs> um, you know, because a lot of the our staff members, they do struggle um, because you come out of the program, you know, when you come out of all these rules and then you have no rules. Mm-hmm. You know, as a staff member, you can um, basically wake up whenever you want, um, do whatever you want, go wherever you want. Um, you know, you're independent, you know, like basically how everyone else lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the lifestyle that we've lived, you know, we're not used to that. Um, and so one thing that, you know, really started, you know, and it was especially a struggle for me um, was creating discipline for myself, um, creating structure, you know, um, I had structure in the program where they were like, if you don't get up, you know, there's going to be disciplinary action. Um, but especially when it's on your own, you have to, um, have the discipline to wake up and to, um, you know, read your Bible in the morning and you have to be able to consistently, you know, feed yourself the word. Um, and so at the very beginning of my first year, um, I really did struggle. I struggled with um, creating that discipline. And, you know, I struggled with not being, um, I didn't feel spiritually fed. I didn't feel spiritually active. And so that really, what that did is it really showed me like, I cannot, you know, even though I've been freed, even though um, I'm living this new life, I can't live it without being in the word i can't live it without praying to god every day and so it was kind of like a um thermometer for me like um whenever i wasn't doing what i was supposed to i felt really really bad and whenever i was doing what i was supposed to be doing um meaning that i was in the word um i was praying i was um you know seeking out community i was um talking to other believers and being strengthened by that um, that is when I really felt um, spiritually alive, when I felt, you know, this is what the Lord has been trying to teach me, like how to live um, independently, how to live free from addiction. And so there is that aspect of you are free, you are free in Christ, you've been born again. Um, but there also is that other aspect of being responsible for yourself and disciplining yourself in the morning to wake up when you don't feel like waking up, um, reading a book when you don't want to read a book. Um, and one of the things, um, that really helped me was setting a goal. Um, you know, having a Bible reading plan that you, um, stick with, that you're committed to, um, and then just sticking with that each day. And, you know, um, you know, that is a long-term goal. It can be hard to see the fruit from that, but there are also short-term goals that you could create for yourself, like checklists or um, just being able to 
have that goal to work towards and that really gives you a lot of motivation um, rather than not having that. So that's something that helped me um, cultivate a sense of responsibility and a sense of independence, you know, free from being told what to do, free from being, you know, and in essence, we're not forced, but we are um, in the program, you are, you don't have a choice to be fed spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of be put in that position where um, you can kind of be lazy and be like, well, um, this is kind of given to me. So when you're not doing that and you haven't created that sense of um, uh, discipline of like reading the word, you're like, wow, you know, and so that uh, that really helped me, um, you know, me realizing like that I need to stick with this and, you know, without this, you know, I'm not going to be successful. Um, well, not even successful. I'm not going to be able to um, live the way I want to live. You know, if, if I wake up every day just because or I wake up whenever I want every day, that's going to lead to a lot of bad habits. And then eventually... Um, it's going to put you in a bad place and it's going to um, lead you down um, bad decisions, which, you know, can lead to addiction again. Yeah. And um, that is something, you know, where I was in high school and I had to go to school every day. I had to go to class. And so being able to actually um, do this for myself um, really taught me a valuable life skill. Um which is how to seek I and mean, continue to seek God and um, be responsible in life. Yeah, I love it. That is definitely why we're here. Yeah. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things mm-hmm. will be added to you. So yes. um, I'm so proud of you for walking through this journey and mm-hmm. your vulnerability to share um, just the hard parts of your story yeah. and how the Lord has redeemed those things. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you talked about your mom saw the Facebook story mm-hmm. of the guy's testimony of the power that's right. of the program. Of course, it's not the program that's bringing mm-hmm. freedom, but Jesus through yeah. the program and um, how the power of his story mm-hmm. led you to seem challenge. Yeah. And now you have that story. I do. To pass on, to encourage other people. What would you say to encourage someone who feels as if they're stuck in addiction? Uh, something that I would say... Um, is that there is hope. Um, There is hope that you can be free from your addiction. Um, You know, the Lord, the Lord can free us from even the most stubborn sin that we have. And um, something that I didn't even think was possible um, was possible. You know, I can now do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, You know, whenever we um, whenever we're kind of overwhelmed by what's going on in our life, um, you know, one verse that's really good is that what's impossible for man is possible for God. Um, I don't remember exactly where in the Bible that is. Um, I think it might be Matthew. It's in Matthew. Um, I don't know what uh, chapter, but whatever is impossible, um, what I thought was impossible was entirely possible with God. Um, you know, I look back in at these two years that I've been here and, you know, where I was, um, the situation that I was in. I was in jail um, for a while, um, and I didn't know what the future held. And so, you know, and so I prayed to God. I said, God, you know, um, take me out of this, you know. I don't want to live like this. And so... For those struggling with addiction, um, you know, I, I'm only 20, um, and a lot of the guys that I I see come into the program and that I went into the program with are 30, 40, um, 50, even 60, um, just a lifelong, um, uh, you know, of addiction. Um, but I've also seen those guys, you know, who have a completely different story from mine, you know, um, background completely different. Um, maybe didn't even have a mom or a dad, or um, their entire family was, you know, you know, addicts, or um, just the the stories that you'll hear um, of some of the guys that have come in. Um, it is really um, heart wrenching, and and so a lot of these guys, you see them come in, um, but 
uh, you see a lot of them um, delivered. You see uh, what the Spirit of God can do to them if they just pray, if they just ask God, you know, if they just cry to God in desperation, you know, say, Lord, um, I need help, you know, just that that simple, um, you know, question, the simple, you know, um, response of just saying, like, I can't do this on my own. I need you. Um, I need you. And so just crying out to God and he does, he will hear you. You know, he does hear you. Um, he is an infinite God and he hears all of our prayers. He, um, knows the number of, uh, hairs on our head. Um, and so, but he also loves you. You know, he also loves, um, you know, he, he loves you and he, he wants you to be free. And so just calling to him and just saying, Lord, I need you. And so that's what I did. Um, and the Lord delivered me. Um, but, you know, he can do that for anybody. He can do that for um, anyone struggling with addiction. He's a spirit of freedom. Spirit of freedom. Yes. I love it. Where the freedom of the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. freedom. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Um, yep. Yeah. And just your story in that he's not just a God in the sky, some distant right you know guy up there Mm -hmm. looking down on earth but that he is personally involved in listening to our every prayer Mm -hmm. he's with us he is yeah so thank you so much nikolai for sharing your story and your vulnerability and um just even allowing the lord to use your story for Mm -hmm. his glory and to free other people i mean you know the power of stories in your own life and so um yeah, I'm just so excited to see what God's going to do with you. I know he yeah. has big plans for you. Big plans. 20 years old. and Those are future, God's plans. <laughs> absolutely. You have the, your whole life in front of you. That's right. Um, do you mind closing us out in prayer? Yeah, of course. Dear Lord, thank you for, thank you, God, for your spirit, God. Thank you for being a God that loves us. Thank you for being a God that um sees us lord thank you for being a god that is with us lord when we're not with you lord when we're when we have strayed far from you god and whenever we're doing our own own thing lord we know that you are with us in our in our addiction you are with us in our loneliness you are with us even in our best moments god you are with us and lord we thank you for that we thank you for your love we thank you for your grace and we also thank you for your son Uh, who came down on the cross and died for our sins, Lord, to uh, give us new life, God. You know, his blood shed, his blood shed on the cross has uh, freed us from our sin. And Lord, that is uh, great news, God. We, uh, We thank you, Lord, and we just praise you, Lord, for who you are and what you've done. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I pray today's episode will remind you and encourage you that God is a personal God and he is greater than any addiction. Thank you so much, Nikolai, for sharing your story and allowing God to use your story to encourage others. Tune in next Monday for next week's episode, The Unexpected Peace. Go fully live out your story and we'll see y'all back next week.